just a reminder that we do have our Patreon, and if you could go and support us, that would be brilliant. It keeps the podcast going, pays all the bills and stuff like that, so it is really, really helpful, and we love everyone who's on there. Thank you very much. Go to patreon.com forward slash HM4AS, the four being the number four, and if you could give us a couple of quid a month, that'd be brilliant. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Hello. It's Mick and Lucy from the popular tattoo-based podcast, How Much for a Sleeve. And we'd like to give a few moments over to our new sponsor, DSM Tattoo Machines. Lucy, tell us a bit about them. Well, Mick, DSM Tattoo Machines make exceptional coils and now a new rotary. Tattoo machines, not guns. You can check them out at dsmtattoo.co.uk. And don't forget, you get 10% off with discount code SLEEVE10. They also make a range of needles. You can find them at lockdownneedle.co.uk. I think they're very nice. How much for the screen? Hello. And welcome to How Much for a Sleeve, a podcast about tattooing hosted by an actual tattooist. Lucy. And an actual knob Mick. How are we doing? It just got the giggle said, oh my God, last night, last night. Uh, sorry, just jumping straight into the story there. Go. So, um, well, not last night, some night, my friends and I went to see the new Diana movie, Spencer. Yes. So I'd said to India and I was supposed to go and see it. So it was my daughter's birthday, 16th. Um, I should have whispered that 16th. I had it when I was five, 16th birthday last week. And we said, she said she wanted to see this Diana film. Um, and then it didn't come out in time. So I went to see it with some friends, didn't tell India because India still said she wanted to go. <laughs> we went mother. to see it. I know. <laughs> And honestly, what the fuck? The royal family have paid for this film. It was absolutely fucked up. It was so shit. They just made her into this psychotic mess and she kept hallucinating about Anne Boleyn. And at one point, like, Anne Boleyn walks in again and I <laughs> I just went, oh, fuck off, Anne Boleyn. <laughs> and um, we lost control. I was sobbing in the cinema. It was, like, the most ridiculous thing. It was so bad that when we left, we went to a Weatherspoons. Fuck. I know. I know. We didn't stay very long. We no. kept our hands over our... I kept my leather jacket on as protection, kept my hands over drinks. Um, but I had to own up to India that I'd seen it because I didn't want... I thought... I said I'm, before, not, I'm not subjecting you to this shite. We're not going... Yeah, yeah that's it. And I thought, fuck, I'm going to have to watch it again because she wants yeah. to see it. So you I said, can say fuck off Anne Boleyn again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck off Anne Boleyn. Before she oh, comes in. Fuck's sake. <laughs> so yeah i was like india i've got a confession but it's really shit i always feel really um, let down when you go to cinema and it's bad yeah it's like when you get a bad takeaway and you spent 25 darts on it and you're like oh fuck. yeah totally the really only ru- good ruins thing vibes totally and the only good thing was that we can take drinks in and my friend said oh my god you nearly ruined india's birthday <laughs> by taking it to see it Fucked your whole birthday up. Yeah, sorry, uh, dear. You're 16, but I'm going to make you watch this shit. What's her name? Who plays Diana? Kirsten Stewart. Oh, That's it. Detest. Did she, she was the one that used to be married to Pattinson, Robin Pattinson. Something like Garrett. that. Yeah, yeah, she was in Twilight. She was basically yeah. Bella as Princess Diana. And She's very breathy. Oh, dear. Yeah. When Donald, Donald Trump got involved in 
Pattinson and Kirsten Stewart. No. Is it Kristen or Kirsten? Know. I don't Kirsten. know. Don't know. Yeah, he's he was Wank like face Stewart. He was send he was sending um Robert Pattinson, Robert Patterson, Pattinson. Don't even know what either of their names are, but you know who I mean. Arpats. Arpats. Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory. It's my boy. Um, <laughs> he he Donald Trump was sending him like quote tweets saying, "Leave her, she's bad news and stuff." Like <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> Excuse me, yeah, very odd. Um, um no, you go. It, we've done it weird again. Oh, where, where we've done the introduction before we've actually spoke to them. I know it might be shit. Yeah, probably will be to be honest. I know it is it is Jonathan McKenzie. Loser. Although his redeeming feature is that he's a jug. So there's very much be- so. Let's predict. Okay, let's predict what we're going to talk about. Macaroni pies. Oh my god! Since we last did an intro, (laughs) since we last, you put your hand up like (laughs) me. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had a? You've had a macaroni pie. I've had a macaroni pie. So finally, I've been with Grant for seven years. Managed to get into the homeland, um, and in Scotland, out of. We were only there for a couple of days. Out of five meals, we had five haggis meals. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a macaroni pie in there within hours. Good. It was it was excellent. Can yeah. you get can you get the pies uh, frozen and delivered yeah. to you? There you go, do that. We can get them in farm foods, but they're a bit shit. What farm foods down these ends? Yeah, just uh-huh. found recently, but um, I'm back in Dundee in a couple of weeks getting tattooed by old Danielle. Shout and, out episode um, two. Yeah, episode two. My God. Eight do you think we were, do you think it was better then or better now? Better then. Yeah. <laughs> You're a lot older now. I'm a lot older. 31, 32 episodes you know, older. We, we used to have like questions and stuff, didn't we? We used to have a meeting before each interview and had uh, Yeah, we had a list of questions. Of that, yeah. Now we just put accidental cocks on posts about cool <laughs> artists. <laughs> yeah, especially artists that we that, that neither of us have met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if nobody saw that, basically what happened, like last week I was in a bit of a rush, a bit harassed after last week's episode because we didn't even have time to record an intro. So I did a quick post and um, uh, for Sophie. And then a few days later, well, the day I posted it, Sophie messaged me and said, uh, Lucy... <laughs> do you know there's a tiny picture on your podcast post <laughs> and what had happened was I just used the same sort of like file as the previous post where I'd put a dick on Mick's face it was a very <laughs> a very small um uh, yeah. sort of underneath my eye as if um I was like crying you killed one dick killed one dick killed many di- I, I've killed many dicks <laughs> the face that killed a number of dicks <laughs> don't know what that means I'm not sure Actually, I was trying to say I was ugly and killed boners, but I, I've done the science on it, so it's fine. Um, so yeah, there was just this little, um, <laughs> little penis on my face worked, but it was sort of blended into the background. It, it was in a part of the picture where there, where there was nothing, so yeah. it no one was there was no focus on that bit of the image, so it was just there. So uh, Sophie took yeah. it in in uh, in good spirits though, which was yeah, she enjoyed it actually. Yeah, yeah. I know. Can you imagine if it was like on Shanghai Cape? Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> Good time, Charlie. Yeah. What's this? 
Um, oh, did you see? I saw that um, Kate, Shanghai Kate, who we spoke to a few episodes, many episodes ago now, um, put a post up saying that she'd had a period of ill health mm. where she'd been um, confused and had some operations and stuff, but now she was much better and even Back tattooing again. Yeah, great stuff. So, yeah, Hope, nice. Hope feeling better. Yeah. I can imagine if she listens to this, I yeah. really doubt it, yeah. She'd got fed up by now. Um, what else are you doing in Scotland? Oh, we're at Dunham Mine. We're at Dunham Mine. Had a haggis pie. Fucking how much haggis did you have? We had a haggis breakfast. We had a haggis bean and two, cheese pie. We had a two, haggis supper. You had three haggis-based meals in one day? Um, yeah, because Fucking we had hell. haggis breakfast, a haggis bean and cheese pie, and then we had haggis and chicken with a whiskey sauce and neeps and taste. Fucking hell. And, uh, and, then, haggis. Hey! <laughs> and we had, even had a bad Mars bar. I was like, fuck it, guys. I'll go full hog and red cola, which is the best drink ever. Red cola? Oh, yeah. Did you see um, our AOC, can't remember her name, the, the American congresswoman? She was slurping on a tin of iron brew at the COP26 thing. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Did a little video of how tasty it was. Oh, a bit of promo there. Yeah. Yeah. Had some iron brew from a glass bottle because it makes it better. I'd Does have red is that? from a glass I, bottle. I bet there's science on that. Beer from is a bottle. Is it like was, beer? Yeah, beer's better than this. Pardon me. Beer's better from a bottle than a tin. And Coca-Cola. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but you don't get 20p back from a bottle of Coca-Cola. Why not? Well, I don't know. Oh. You can't take it back to Coca-Cola and say you oh. can have 20p back like you can with a bottle of Bars Red Cola. Can you really? I don't know if you can still do that, actually, but you used to be able to. I've got a feeling you can, because I've got a mate from Edinburgh who I think was talking about that. Oh, let's put it to the test. Any Scottish listeners out there, can you tell if, it's that, if it's that is... Not, it's not 20p, though, is it? Used to be 20p. Maybe it's 50 with inflation or five. Yeah, I was going to say... Go through the bins, get bare cash. <laughs> it worked though, everyone took them back. And then you'd buy another one because it'd only be AEP. No. Get them science <laughs> on it. Tiff on free. Um, I've been listening to, an, like, this is going to be a Scottish episode, which is just the kind of episode I like, uh, but Billy Connolly. And there was one bit in, his, basically, he was listening to his autobiography as an audiobook and he was narrating it. Um, and there was a bit in there and um, Whippy Goldberg, his pal, just casually like name drops Whippy Goldberg. Do you want me to do an impression of uh, Billy Connolly saying Whippy Goldberg? Yeah. Whippy Goldberg! <laughs> <laughs> That's how he said it. There you go. <laughs> and I can't remember what they were talking about, whether it was Haggis or Ryan Brew. And uh, Whippy Goldberg says, oh, that's disgusting. It tastes like a cat's ass. And Billy Connolly says, who did your research? <laughs> <laughs> and he He's laughs crazy. when he says it as well. It's so good. He's the best. He's well, the um, what, how would Billy Connolly say, um, um, I've got a little willy? I've got a little willy. <coughs> oh, it's made me wheeze. <laughs> Can't do that one. That one's not sustainable. <laughs> uh, 
I've got, I've got a hot now. I've got a hot chest <laughs> and a tickly throat. Um, I wonder if Billy Connolly would come on the pod because he's had a odd tattoo. Well, ask him. He can only say no well, or ignore us. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, well, Billy, if you're listening. <laughs> we've run out of time. I need to do some stuff before we speak to our guest. But before we go, uh, rest in peace, Dot Short. Sad news. Um, your man, Lau, was talking about talking her up. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, that was such sad news. Um, it's been so nice that she had like a bit of a resurgence over the last yeah. couple of years and got back to enjoying her her painting and tattoo Definitely. designing. Like, yeah, Lau, I'd like a, a Dot Short tattoo. But yeah, R.I.P. Not sure. What Absolutely. A, what a shame. All right, let's uh, get on with this. This Johnny. is episode thirty-two of How Much for a Sleeve with Johnny McKenzie. Johnny's. Hey, this is Bob Tyrell, and you're listening to How Much for a Sleeve. This week we're speaking to podcast extraordinaire host. <laughs> Fine line specialist and um, fellow jock, Johnny McKenzie. Hiya. Hello. Hello, Mick. And Hello, Johnny. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> I was trying to be so funny. I was like, should I say like, the full names to be so super formal? And I said, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> Actually, because you couldn't remember them. That's yeah, the that's very true. <laughs> you well, hardly even be- remembered Mick then. You just went, Hello. Uh, Mick Techno and Lucy Morticia Tattoo Richardson. <laughs> you, you, you panicked then a little bit, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> also, well, you totally be... only know it's Techno because his name's on the screen. 100%. But I could Actually, your no, face backpedaled not... slightly, didn't it? <laughs> Morticia <laughs> Tattoo. Oh, fuck. I said it earlier and I've forgotten. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I thought, right, we're going to touch about anyway, but I only learned the Richardson part when I listen to it on Spotify, because Lucy only tells me little like little parts of her history in her real life, you know, every now and then. Little, little parts. Also, I don't introduce myself so as, hi, I'm Lucy Richardson. <laughs> like, no, I'm Lucy. Never. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Johnny and I have worked together a few times when um, at down at Origin. So, you know, that's just your residence studio, isn't it? Yes, it does. It does. And I, I regularly guess there. And over all the times we've had like socials together and <laughs> and I always talk about Scotland to Scottish people because actually <laughs> I am from Scotland and I get very excited because I'm very homesick. It's like perpetual homesickness. And maybe the third time I'd come down and met Johnny, <laughs> he said like midway through the day on the second day of being there, you're like, Wait, Lucy, are you Scottish? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, why did the, what the fuck? He said, and he said, I thought you were just like, just really like Scotland. Because I'm always talking about like fucking iron brew, tablet, haggis, like macaroni pies. I'm like, look, I've got a macaroni pie in my leg. And I just fuck, no, it makes me laugh so much. He just thought I was like a real Scotland enthusiast. <laughs> I, I, on, I honestly did. It was, I swear to God, but. You, I actually remember you discussing Scotland with one of your customers in proper in depth, and you're referring to all these little part, like little things that you just wouldn't know unless you were Scottish. And I was like, Wait, hold on a second, I just kept tattooing. It wasn't, I don't know. Then I think you you brought up, um, oh, 
Where was it? Um, where was it? You were born again? Uh, uh, Dumfries. Dumfries. I was going to say Dumblain, but um, yeah. And I was like, wait, hold on a sec. And then obviously since then you've brought me Iron Brew sweets. You've you've brought me all the best stuff down. So I I, I get reminded, which is good. But I, I, I had no clue. And then as soon as you said that, because I always noticed your accent changed every tiny little bit, and then it completely hit me, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so slow. <laughs> I'm literally as Scottish as you I know I sound oh, no. English And you know what you said last time when we went out Fuck, It broke, it, it literally I haven't stopped thinking about it And it broke my heart But you said that when I do say some things And it sounds Scottish that it suits me And I was like, it's because I am Scottish <laughs> I know, but it's, it's, You've got like It was like a nice accent It's nice and soft and it wasn't So I, I, I think I come off my accent comes across quite strong even though when I go back home people I mean you have to speak slow and you have to sort of say certain words down here just in order to get by otherwise you repeat yourself three times to everybody yeah but um, yeah no no when when your accent came out more and more I'd die I was like oh it's really really nice I I wish I had it like the problem was like when I moved down I was 16 and I moved down by myself and moved to Ipswich of all places and no one could understand me. And I was just so desperate to blend in and make friends and like not stand out as this fucking foreigner. And um, I just adapted really easily. And then when I went back to Dundee, everyone was like, what? <laughs> Why are you talking like that? But then I'm so I'm like, I'm such a sponge. Like if I go back or if I'm on the phone to family and stuff or like go up to Scotland, I just, it just, it's like, I feel like my voice is an elastic band. It relaxes into Scottish, but yeah, it's weird. It makes me so sad. I had a friend, she was from Edinburgh and then she moved down here when she was about the same age as me and went English, went to Edinburgh for two weeks, came back and was Scottish again and has never gone back to English. So that's what I've got yeah. to do. I've got, um, I've got my mum's my auntie. Um, she moved to America when she was, uh, she moved to Pennsylvania like 45 years ago. And uh, she's just, when you go over, she says little things and she's just got a very soft Scottish accent, but it's still there. And then I've got, like, family members that moved to Australia when they were, like, 15 or whatever. And within a couple of years, they were almost completely Australian. So, obviously, people people are different, aren't they? Like, they just, like, gravitate towards certain... They just they, they pick, on, pick up on it a lot quicker than others. Yeah. I have one friend and she's got... She's... I don't know where she's from, Hamilton or something... And now, and when I first met her, I was like, "Oh, how long have you been here?" And she's like, 40 years." And she's so Scottish still. And I'm like, "Oh, for fuck's yeah. sake, <laughs> fuck off!" I'd, well, I, yeah, I've I've been here 12, 12 years now, and I I I, I think I've I'm got still a strong accent. I, Definitely, I oh, it's not go. fair. <laughs> Actually, it's just it's just not fair. I'm so jealous. But can you imagine if I went away and came back with a Scottish accent now? Everyone would just be like, "We put it on for." <laughs> Fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it would be like they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, why are you faking it?" Trust uh, me, of all of all the accents you want to like, pretend to have, Scottish is like the most like. No, <laughs> it's not the accent. I mean, it's also one of the toughest. And have you ever seen like actors and stuff that like, put it on? Yes. Oh, it's the worst. Nobody can do it. Yeah, yeah. nobody can do yeah. it. Although Nick, no, I'm not doing good, him. Not, oh, please do it. No, we were li- I've we already just done it earlier on. Yeah. I know, but do it again for Johnny. <clears throat> we just recorded the intro for this episode, and I was talking about Billy Connolly because I just listened to his autobiography, and Mick oh, does a best. banging Billy Connolly impression. Um, Mick, can you say Whoopi Goldberg? There you go. That wasn't it. It's not. 
<laughs> can you say Johnny McKenzie isn't Scottish? Johnny McKenzie is not Scottish. It's <laughs> okay. my Billy Connolly impression. I mean, to be fair, that was definitely a Scottish accent. Oh, it sounded like you're squeezing that shit. But yeah, well, I said yeah. I did it. I did it a couple Probably times did. in the intro. And it gets like wheezy, like I'm allergic to doing it. I get like a hot <laughs> chest in it. Oh, yeah. If anybody's well, uh, for the listeners and for yourselves, like, look up uh, old, 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 old school Billy Connolly stand up. There's literally the best. But there's one um, where he's talking about uh, when a, a passenger sat next to him in a long haul flight to Australia. Your fart is. Listen and to it's, this. Uh, it's uh, the best stand up. Oh, I don't know how anybody can listen. He- Oh, he says it in his book he said yeah. it's like the longest fart he's ever heard but the people yeah. near couldn't see there was another man there because he was leaning forward yeah. and he was like yeah. <laughs> it, was it, heard. it was literally just like <laughs> uh, I had a VHS of Billy Connolly and he did some little songs on there oh. at, at one about wearing wellies because if you don't wear your wellies you go, you'll end up in the hospital and it's it's like an old folk song, but it's fucking hilarious. He's the boy. I went, I went uh, on holiday with my parents when I must have been about like twelve or something. Then my older brother was only a few years older than me, but it was the first holiday where he sort of was able to stay back and have like parties and stuff. And I came back, and I was walking up the street, quite a distance from my house actually. And then there's a Billy Conley video, and I was like, "That's my Billy Conley video." And I opened it up, and there's a whole chicken curry in it. Like, but it was like chicken rice and chips all neatly laid out and it was just on the ground and he was like oh yeah well I just dished it out in the, the video and nobody wanted to eat it so I just lobbed out the window I was like what a random thing he came home to yeah, yeah honestly yeah, it's weird but it's funny what um, of, uh, there's uh, one bit in his book where he says about he's talking about Dunoon and he said about yeah. there was like the local paper did a did a competition first cri- first prize was a week in Dunoon second prize was two weeks in Dunoon <laughs> <laughs> how shit it used to be and how he used to go swimming wearing um woolen swimming costume if you went any higher than your legs you were just dead like just drag you in <laughs> I, I think the stand-up that i was uh, referring to is the one where he, he basically does it for like celebrities where it's like a night with billy yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah but yeah it is literally the best but he's, it's when he describes a uh, that long fart you were talking about lucy as uh, like a pirate jumping off and sticking he's like Knife in the mast and tearing it down as it. So what you're saying about um, like um, accents and like if you're Scottish and you hear someone, they think, oh, you've got. I I do a Scottish. Like loads of people do it, don't they? So my girlfriend's from the northeast, and whenever she meets one of my friends, they just go, "How are you, Like right, and she's like, "Ah, yeah, fucking sounds like a like a whale being pierced." Um, um. But it's when, like Grant, all he does is just shout Jimmy the whole time. He's like, uh, I say Scotland's like, Jimmy! So when, <laughs> D- Danny, I think, that, oh, Lucy, you know this, but we were talking about D- Danny wanted to do a Northern Irish accent and she concentrated really hard and then just said Sinn Féin in her own accent. <laughs> <laughs> Sinn Féin? <laughs> Sinn Féin. Um, the yeah, the like, last one is when... Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, when, when the... like, Because I think... English people or British people are quite good at doing American accents. And I think Americans are dreadful at doing British accents. But maybe that's because I'm exposed to more British accents. So I know when they're shit. Mm. I just think ours is great. Whereas I'm not exposed to the, like, if someone does, not just like a Southern Belle accent, 
that could be sounds fine to me but someone who's actually from the southern states of america would go well it's not quite texas mm. it's not quite <laughs> that but it's sort of it's a bit shit really but because i'm not exposed to it i don't realize so me thinking i've got a fucking mint billy Connolly just because i say things really loud whilst, well, I'm, whilst i'm trying to fart i just someone else actually scottish <laughs> things it's shit well at least you actually did a sentence of losses when people say Oh yeah, I can do all these accents, but all they can do is say the place and that accent. It's like, like you've not, you've not, you've not given me any example of the accent. You just went Scotland, or Liverpool, or California. Yeah. It's like, I do that, that with Wales. Accent. That is just naming the place. Wales. <laughs> Wales. So like I'm saying Wales. Wales. You can't even say Welsh. Just Wales. Welsh. Welsh. Whenever I do my London impression, it's either the Queen or Dale Boy. You're only getting one of the two. Can you do I the think Queen? No, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not doing an impression of the Queen. I think oh, I'm just please. doing a normal English accent. Okay, say something in, in English then. I mean, in English um, accent. <laughs> do you know what? In this instance, it's actually better just to do it because otherwise I'll yeah. just be saying no, no, no. So fuck it. Um, what do you want me to say? You know um, what? For the next question, I'll just try and say it in English. Do you, okay. reckon, do you reckon the Queen's dead? And that's why she's not doing any of her, her oh. appearances. My friends and I, we had a group. That was to Johnny, you see. Say. That's the whole setup. Sorry. He's looking, he's getting. Right, hold on, go. I know. Right, right, right. Uh, I had a mate, Matt, he, uh, he worked at the BBC, he's a producer. Uh, Have you ever he, heard he of the actually, Queen? And he said, he said that when the Queen There's dies, no Queen I support. there'll be a queue for about a mile and a half. <laughs> that was right. <laughs> Down the River Thames, of tourists wanting to see the coffin. Right, that was pretty bad. But come on. That was right. It started that off was well. Funny. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, like, you know, have you ever watched the Queen's speech? Because that's what she does. I what was she expecting like. you to do a Queen one. No, she puts that posh voice on for the telly. That's what she actually she's from she's from um, Leighton. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I kind of we were actually just trying to say a sin. But I to love be fair, it. that's that is, I guess, a, a, an attempt of somebody actually try to do an accent as opposed to just saying. London, London. So that's not a, that's not an accent. That's trying, you know. Why don't you say that. Buckingham Palace as if the Queen said it? Maybe you'll find that easier. Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what is going on? That's, that's going in the um, greatest hits. Uh, right, this might be a world record. We're twenty-five minutes in, and I don't think we've actually said tattoo yet. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, that's our, that's that's our fault as presenters. Yeah, people sometimes listen to this as a tattoo podcast, but I think most of the time they just listen to it to hear me shout willies. Oh my god, I just tried to do a London accent. That was awful. <laughs> I can't believe it. And at least that. three people are going to listen to that. Yeah, right. You reckon? But yeah, I'm not going to do that again. I can't believe that. Um, I didn't prank Matt while I was down there this time. I feel like I've let myself down. I've let you down. I've let everyone down. Well, that's, uh, there's definitely. I mean, that that your last guest spot was definitely a lot more brief than the previous. Hence, why yeah. we didn't have time to do any pranks. We'll have to plan. Let's plan now, actually, and then we can see if Matt's actually going to listen because he'll know. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He won't. <laughs> what did I do the first time? I think I don't. I was don't that the one with the my... bag? 
where you smashed no, his the, aftershave by mistake. I don't know if it was my first. I surely it wouldn't have been my first guest book because I was probably quite nervous then. Were you there when I photoshopped his face on? I photoshopped yeah. like him. <laughs> Too excited, I can't speak. Um, I photoshopped a picture of him onto um, Barry the Big Dick Man. <laughs> No, no, wasn't it the, the, the person with all the, the willies on the and suit? And the willy suit, yeah. Uh, yeah, the willy yeah. suit. Yeah, and then printed them out and put them all over the shop. And then last time we smashed yeah, was his, there, his perfume burger. That was, <laughs> it was that like six hundred pound bag. Like, that, you know, I'll put, put his bag up here for a joke and then he'll have to get effort to get it down. And then, oh, fucking hell, he gets it down and you just hear the smash. You go, oh, no, that's, <laughs> but that's, that's when a prank goes in there. <laughs> Yeah, I'd already left sad. though. Oh no. I didn't realise that it had smashed. I saw him get it down, but I was like running out the door. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> didn't deal with any of the consequences. <laughs> yeah, just left it to I me. Wasn't, I wasn't even included in that prank. I didn't even You were probably still on. tattooing, like your 15th well, tattoo of the day. Years were, years were doing like a, a shop photo and I turned around and I was like, Jesus, wasn't he nasty to be involved in that? And these people <laughs> were literally taking like, a big lineup photo and then it wasn't until after I realised why, but I was like, Jesus, the cheek. <laughs> Am I not part of this family? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so. Oh, I have such good times when I come down. Yeah, I love that lot. shop so much. It's the best. Um, how long have you been there now? Um, actually, only since January twenty twenty, and then obviously two months in we shut so I've actually not been there long I mean the shop's only been open for a few months prior to that so a year and a half overall a a year and three quarters but it's only been open for about two years almost to the day How many tattoos do you think you've done in that year and a half? Uh, I've got my iCloud on my phone's back that I take a photo of every single tattoo and I I always feed them straight onto like an actual folder just so I can sort of keep the number. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I've got, um, I've got a folder of just tattoos and I can, I never do duplicates, but it's, yeah, it's a ridiculous number. Just be, yeah. But it's the size of them, isn't it? It's not exactly what I'm doing. Massive pieces. How many are in the folder? I don't know. Um, 10,000. God, in the last two months. Well, no, the- no, 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 no. That that <laughs> iCloud feed is since 2016. So oh, that okay. No, no, I don't know. I, I, I definitely a good few, but I can't. I don't know. A few hundred, probably. When I um the first time I came down, because I think I was their first guest, and I like I do a lot of tattoos in a day, and then you came, then you started, and I came in, and by this point, Jack Wood had like worked his ass off to start tattooing so he didn't have to break down the setup for me again and um Matt was like how many tattoos you got in today Lucy and I was like oh I don't know about seven and they were like oh Johnny's not gonna like that (laughs) (laughs) I was like what how many does Johnny do in a day and they were like about seven and I was like what (laughs) that's not even true literally I don't take pride in the amount of any tattoos I bloody do not that I ever even mentioned that if anything I would much prefer to probably do less it's just in fact I probably I never even did necessarily always do that amount it's obviously because I've only been there almost since Covid from the beginning every time we've actually managed to be able to go back to work it just so happens that I've got all the rescheduling on top of the normal day so it's just amounted to more do you know what I mean it's not it's not I've ever been like you know what I'm going to try and book in as many as I possibly can and I prefer (laughs) just to work a lot more like sort of 
fat like onto the next so I imagine that with if you are doing that many and like from following your work there are a lot of small pieces the admin Mm -hmm. on rescheduling things is that must be a a right pain in the ass if when it when everything went tits up oh my god yeah yeah it was it was pretty brutal actually because um my wife Tony she's done an amazing job trying to help me out and stuff like throughout the first lockdown and then her, her work also got shut down so she eventually just picked up from like on that and I just uh, took the emails uh, on board again started doing them myself because it was just easier anyway but yeah it was a lot of rescheduling I think I, yeah, I re- yeah it was like just under 300 reschedules I had to do um, within that um, yeah the first couple of lockdowns which yeah, mine yeah was it was fine same. because yeah yeah, it was yeah exactly, and it's okay because that was obviously the only job we had to do in relation to tattooing. But yeah, the admin is stressful. That's why I try and do it daily as opposed to letting it build up because it just yeah. would get ridiculous. Do you do your emails all yourself? Yeah, yeah. God. So do you do you do your drawing when they're there, or do you do it in advance? I do it in advance. I do it normally. It used to it used to be obviously as soon as the appointment came in when I was less busy and then as I got busier, I would sort of just it would get closer and closer. But now it's a couple of days before or um especially if it's reference to a tattoo I've already done in the past, I know it will take me less time to draw from that original reference of my own. So I'll end up just maybe the, the night before or the morning of, but always sort of before. I can't necessarily do it when they're there because I just feel because I know my schedule's quite tight and there's mm. it's back to back that I can't afford to sort of have any time of just hanging about and you know drawing yeah I'm the same I try and do it in advance like I might try and do it at the start of the week and spend like one of my days off doing it but after this lockdown I cut my days down to four days mm-hmm. and that losing that one day of work the drawing load is so much more manageable Mm-hmm. It feels so much less stress and also it helps like I get someone else to do my emails now so mm-hmm. it's a dream but the thought of going back to doing my own emails again like gives me a bit yeah gives me the the willies mm-hmm. um a bit like <laughs> I had um when because I was doing five days up until the January a couple of months before the first lockdown and I was like, oh yeah finally down to four days like, this is a dream like like you said so much more manageable so, and the schedule looks nice well and then obviously COVID hit and I had to reopen that fifth day just to get people in sooner than later because I felt bad because they, yeah. the the waiting time alone and obviously yeah it's obviously nothing to do with me the whole COVID stuff but I just I struggled to do it right it's going to be another however many months so I tried to squeeze as many people as I could especially because I had the time to do the admin that was like I'll just try and make the days a bit longer so I opened it up a few hours before the the doors say like a little bit before the day started stay a little bit late and open up that fifth day just because and it's weird because I'm now used to that level of busyness that it's going to be odd that I'm dropping back down to four days and two weeks from now and then from January it will be four days but I've changed my days about so be a lot less and I've overbooked on time for most people just so I've got a little bit more chill time as well because even though I'm used to it now it's a lot to take on and I want to just get back to I don't know being a bit more relaxed and stuff and just trying to learn a new way of tattooing because I'm very good at sort of working under that pressure but it does take its toll 
Yeah, must be exhausting. Mm. Well, actually, the first time I met you, actually, you'd literally had a knee operation the day before. And you were in, like, on your crutches tattooing. I was like, you're a maniac. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that big of an operation to be fair, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I just, this year's been crazy. I remember thinking back to when it when we got that go-ahead, I think it was like April the 12th of the last lockdown, when you sort of thought um, it might be the last lockdown, so it's almost getting prepped for normal life again and stuff whenever that kicked in, but I was like, not dreading the year, but just dreading like, the admin and the long days and stuff, but I can't believe it's almost done in terms of uh, the people that have had to reschedule it's getting to the point where now pretty much everybody at tattoos new yeah it's nice not to feel that guilt isn't it yeah <laughs> like, how many are like so how long have you been waiting and they're like 18 months you're like sorry <laughs> yeah exactly like exactly like I've had I, won't, I don't have that met like that many times but yeah sometimes like I'll never ask that question just because I've I've not got it in my bag of questions that you sort of go through in an appointment. <laughs> but sometimes I'll volunteer the information of when they sort of booked in, and yeah. that that's complete. Yeah, it's the general chit chat anyway. But I'm, I'm like, oh my goodness, like I feel like, oh, do you know when we originally booked this animal? Like, oh, please don't tell me, <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> um, I need to. While I remember, I need to get a bit technical. How the fuck do you do? those tiny little lines what machines and needles do you use and um we just get it straight away because it, um, really, it makes me sad actually well originally when i started doing the fine line stuff i would i would just use uh, uh, like um like coils and then i went on to rotaries just because i found that the actual technical side it was a lot more consistent with the rotaries than the coils just things going wrong with the machine and stuff and then I was very much back and forth with the whole cartridge machine sort of thing I, I love the idea of it and I love the um like just the it seemed a bit more simple and a lot more speedy when it came to setting up and all the rest of it and it it looked good with with the cartridges but so I cracked on with that back and forth and then when I got to origin because it was a sort of fresh start in a sense I was like right I'm just going to go straight on the cartridges and even though I'm slow with them at the beginning just stick it out and then I think I originally just went straight on to Black Claw cartridges just because I always trusted them as a company, I guess, in terms of the technical side of tattooing. So I was like, I'll go with Black Claw <clears throat> and Bishop again, just because I was more familiar with them because there's so many machines where these start. Um, and that was it. So I just used the Bishop, uh, the Bishop Packer wand, which I still do, Black Claw. And for the, I don't go with a single needle. I'd go from the one up, so it's uh, the hella fine three. So that's yeah, and I, I I don't. They had actually a shortage recently of needles, and I started using Quadrant, which I had a little bit of experience with, and I started just reusing them because they're a lot more accessible, and you could get them a lot quicker delivered, and they're a bit cheaper, and they are also really good. So I would use the the uh, twenty five um, type three, and um, but then I went back on it black quality recently so that's pretty much literally all I use they are just like so I think you must be so I don't know light-handed or something but seeing your photos of tattoos and seeing them in real life they're literally exactly the same there's no like obviously everyone like desaturates them and stuff but when you tattoo it doesn't seem to be any redness 
every line is so perfect and I don't I really don't want to give you a big head because you did forget that I was Scottish like <laughs> but it is just it does blow my mind you are really clever oh don't oh thank you I mean you too don't be bloody daft you kidding oh do you know I have such imposter syndrome I swear to god like every time I come I'm like they're gonna realize that I'm actually a really shit tattooist and <laughs> they're not gonna let me back I'm like don't look at my tattoos like Are don't you... feel what let me come over and they're filming I'm like <laughs> I'll maybe like just wipe it instead of <laughs> just keep wiping it until like poppy goes away <laughs> I think I mean put it this way I think the people that are the harshest critics or people that tend to have imposter syndrome tend to be very, very good artists because it's that that sort of modest sort of approach and just people, they're more willing to learn in general and they just seem to be better and more open as artists and creative people that they're the ones that, are, that get home and say, oh, I could have done that better or oh, all the stuff that you're sort of saying that I think as well about all my work, I, I hate when people come over and look and I immediately just try to cover it. I literally <laughs> reposition my right hand and I'm like, oh, you might want to come round to the left side if you ever look, because I know there's no way of them squeezing into the left side, so I'm just <laughs> going to walk away. So I'm like, oh, yeah, let me just, all right, oh, no, sorry, I'm just in this little tough little gap here, because I just, I, I, it's one of those things, isn't it, when you're being watched, it's, yeah, you can just feel it in the back of your head. Yeah, like when I was learning, I would absolutely go to port if I was getting watched. I just mm. was like, I just hate it so much. I'm like, oh my God, you can see my hand shaking. And I swear my lines just go like, whoop. I think did, I you, like, did you always do the style that you're doing now? Not, no. I wanted to, I thought I'd do like um, realism because that's what I always drew. Like I always drew like um, portraits and stuff and did like real estate portraits and pencil and charcoal and things so I thought I'd do realism but then I hate it I just really hate yeah. it like now I do the occasional thing like just got some customers because I've worked in the same shop like my whole proper career I've got customers that I've been tattooing for seven years and I can't really say to them like no <laughs> so yeah. I have one customer the other day actually on his right arm I've done like a full Sailor Jerry colored traditional sleeve that I fucking love yeah. and then his other arm I've done like there's realism in there I did like a day of the dead girl not that long ago and like you know like a fucking compass and map yeah. and stuff down the arm. and then um, Grant said to him I said oh look it's healed up really nicely actually that day of the dead face so I was like god I'm quite happy with that considering it's <laughs> the only realism I've done in five years and, and grandma said to him he was like the only reason she did that is because you've been here so long you know she would never do that on anyone else <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's what I thought I'd do but then like it was pro- must be like maybe five years ago now like somebody asked me for the sort of style I did and I did it and I was like oh my god I love it so quick and easy and mm-hmm. realism so slow takes so long and I get bored of it I want something to be over and done like otherwise yeah. I'm not interested but what about you yeah. I saw you sorry no no I was just going to say I think that's when we are also very similar in the way we work as well because um I guess I'm fairly impatient <laughs> well, I'm not saying you are but I mean like me as a person no, I, I like to creatively I'd much rather do those uh, short sessions and a lot of them as opposed to doing one whole sort of piece because yeah not that I lose interest, but I just, I, I like to keep things on. It's almost that, um, like, high intensity for, but for less time as opposed to more level for longer. Yeah. And that's just that's just always a way I've worked with absolutely everything. My attention span seems to focus a lot better when it's a lot, maybe like an hour to do 
and that's how it just naturally I work fast. It's never like I would never certainly rush anything that I'm doing or anything like that. I just seem to be at that sort of rate of speed, and that's just the way I prefer it. And looking back at things that I used to tattoo, Jesus, like some this some of the durations of tattoos and stuff, I could not imagine doing that again. Like it's so grueling in the body as well, and you get home I and I feel it. Yeah, with those longer sessions, I I get home and I feel a lot more knackered wiped out yeah I still do a lot of big sessions like Mm. like I've got two day sittings this week and I get I can do so much in a day like I could do half a sleeve in a day of flowers Mm. or something but like the one but I dread them I just don't look forward to them I like to be able to have like have a fag in between customers and like get a coffee in that and just I try and make my day not too crazy like allow myself maybe half an hour or something and um but like tomorrow it's one girl with having lots of different things which isn't too bad because then I can still have like a bit of chill time but then if Mm -hmm. I've got one person in all day for one piece I'm like oh (laughs) just dread it the whole week and then afterwards you're so exhausted and I'd probably I don't rush but in my head I'm like right I want to get finished by three o'clock I'll be happy yeah. to finish by three. Do you feel bad if yeah. you've got someone in for a whole whole day and you have a cigarette? Does it like play on your mind that, that they're paying for your time? Or because I've I always thought like because I've always like, thought like that, you know, it's if someone needs a cigarette or needs to that like, you can't work for you don't can't do anything for five hours without having to stretch or go and have a piss yeah. or something. So mm. I know that there's, in, there's been loads of tweets about and Instagram posts about artists taking a piss and um, you know, no. leaving leaving you upstairs for two hours or whatever while while you're waiting. Yeah, I've just been drawing the thing that you picked yeah. up my flash. That's I think. Yeah, yeah I think there's, def- yeah. <laughs> there's definitely like, there's definitely that um, uh, that definitely does happen in where you get people just taking the piss where you can just tell as a person they're just not prepared or organised for you to get tattooed that day and that's when it comes yeah. across a bit dickish because it's like you're not even being like nice or humble or just genuine in what you're saying you're just very much acting so blase and it comes across rude because you're but you've got this person that's probably killed themselves to earn that money especially after and surrounding a pandemic and then you've got them sort of waiting there and you're sort of acting as if you've got sort of better things to do and they're sitting mm-hmm. there like you know i've got i'm willing to sort of trust you and of, of all the other things and stuff and take i can take my business elsewhere you know it's like there's plenty of awesome tattoos so people do need to keep that in mind because yeah that's definitely still a big thing but um and then you just get some people who if you're open about the way you work and you're sort of you communicate that across and some people do just prefer when that person arrives to tattoo them there and then oh sorry to design it in front of them and to a lot of customers as well that also is more comfortable for them because some people like to collaborate a bit more and sort of have their hand and design it with you. Some artists don't prefer that, some do. So it's as long as throughout your email and the sort of correspondence that you're sort of communicating that across, instead of just being like showing up and you're already smoking as they arrive, I'll go in and feel like I'll be in a minute and give all that sort of attitude. It's like, Jesus, it's it's it's, it's not that sort of way anymore and it shouldn't be. So yeah. yeah, some people just need to realise how lucky they are to do a job like tattooing and just think, you know, you can arrange to have breaks to to smoke and all the rest of it you know what I mean like but yeah people do have places to be so you've got to consider that your customers also have fucking lives you know what I mean 
I know yeah I totally agree I try like if I have a day sitting I normally say like right we'll stop in the middle and have a break just because they need to refuel as much as I do so mm-hmm. I'll probably I'll say like we'll start at 10 and I'll try and stop around one maybe like depends what I'm what stage I get to if I've done the outline and it's half 12 then we'll stop then and then maybe have mm-hmm. like another five minute break at like three o'clock or something but most of the time yeah. I just like a 15 minute break to get some food and then sometimes you know when you say like right we'll just have a break go out and get yourself something to eat and they take like 45 minutes and you're like what the fuck where have I gone <laughs> like have they left and they're like oh I just went down to spoons it's like you were paying for this day like yeah I said exactly minutes, what the fuck? and then I'm like okay well it's chill you know you've made that choice but yeah I would hate to feel like somebody thought I took the piss yeah exactly of course like and you do get that sometimes where oh I had that um before where I didn't communicate properly regarding of say how I charge and obviously I work fairly quickly so where that um you just in general like I've changed the way I work because to make that more clear that I do charge back for the actual tattoo themselves so if someone books in a um a session to get five tattoos and at me at some stage sort of said you know that may as well just book in a whole day it's not the timing of the day to which I'm charging it's just I know it's just best to have a day if we need it Mm. so if we if we finished three quarters of the day it wasn't so I made that mistake of not communicating that yeah that price is for the tattoos it's not for the time of the day that it takes to do and since then it's been a lot more clear on there's not been any issues and it was probably just like one situation of just and it was it was fine but yeah I realized I was like yeah it does make sense I completely see where that person comes from because obviously they're wondering why you know it sort of costs the same as what they thought was for the day when it actually took two thirds or whatever yeah so do you say to people when in the like email process by the way this is how it's going to be I price per piece rather than yeah. by the time literally yeah. that the, within the first paragraph, I'll always give a quotation of it won't be any less and it won't be any more. And then in brackets highlighted, it will just say a charge by piece, not by duration of the appointment. Um, and yeah, just so I can at least, you know, have that for people to see and like clear as day. Yeah, I should do that really. Like I try and say to people, I price per piece, I'll try and drop it in. Like I always give people a quote, but then I might. I use a diary system so I tell them to go on and book however long I need and if someone's booked in for four hours and I it's two hours in and I'm nearly done I'm like I'll try and drop it into conversation like yeah I'm so quick that's why I price per piece not by the time <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly <laughs> but that's, that's maybe fair. I'll put that in email that's fair if that's known at the start it's when when people change yeah depending on you know that's when you start to get tricky do you ever feel like um duty bound because Sometimes you're the, the only person that, that, that the person you're tattooing knows. And when you say, I'm just going to go for lunch, do, do you ever feel weird like someone sort of follows you a bit? Because I saw it, there was something funny, like um, it was, I won't say who it was, but it was at Origin. Um, huh? And they were, as they were walking out, said, I'm just, said to his customer, I'm just going to get a cup of coffee. Got out the door and I saw his head go down, coming, do you want one? Like that. And you think, because he was sort of thinking, you know he's he's here to be tattooed i'll buy him a coffee what is this johnny no no, <laughs> no it was someone else oh. i don't drink 
first of all, I, this is a weird little fact most people actually know about me because I think after the last couple of years, it's became like a bloody quote of mine that I always say. But no, I've never even tried to coffee in my entire life. Wow. I yeah. don't drink hot drinks. It, it, it freaks people out. Yeah, I've, I've just, I've, yeah. It is, I don't so, know why some people don't have no concept of it. I feel a bit uncomfortable. See, there no, you I've go. never tried Both it. You. You've not I've tried, tried it. it. No, never tried I mean, I've, have you I've, ever had I've, Cafe Patron? No, but I've had, co- I've, had a, <laughs> I've had Coffee Revel, so it's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've so been... do you only drink Ironbury, Tenants Export, and whiskey? And Highland <laughs> and Spring? And Buckfast. And Buckfast, yeah. No, I <laughs> do Highland Spring. That's up there with some top tier waters, to be fair. That oh, is. That, literally just water, <laughs> uh, Iron Brew Extra, which is just diet, Coke Zero, or Dalton just or squash, as you just call it. I've got some Iron Brew Extra in my fridge right now, and I've got a Highland Spring over there. Yeah. And then like beer. But that is literally the only things that I seem to drink. I've, I've never been into like cold foods or hot drinks. So like a salad of like or anything that's like uh, served cold. What about um, ice cream? Oh, that's a dessert. That's sweet. That's not savoury. Come on, now we're, now we're changing the goalposts here. What about crisps? They're not cold. They're, te- they're well, room they're temperature. Well, they're not hot, are they? No, they're room temperature. <laughs> not if you put them in the fridge. Oh, you need to be a psychopath to do that. <laughs> that is, that's the sort of thing. It'll go through like the serial killer checklist. Yeah, <laughs> absent father. He, he killed his cat. He kept his uh, crisps in the fridge. Tick tick yeah. tick. Murderer. Yeah. Look, my cat some... is still alive next to me. Okay. If, if you buy like some Thai sweet chili McCoys and there's condensation in the packet, get it. Right. Done. I'm not, tattoo- not. I'm not tattooing you, mate. Sorry, you've got to go. <laughs> Icicles on the fucking chili heat wave like Doritos. <laughs> Says it all in the title, heat wave. <laughs> so would you consider them hot foods then? No, they're they're a, they're a snack. It's corn in it. It's not like a. It's, come on, nobody says, "Oh, do you want to go out for a meal? Let's go and get a plate of crisps." If they came, if you did, and they came cold, you'd send them back. <laughs> well, so, yeah, yeah, sit on them for Frozen. ten minutes, will you, Governor, and then bring them back. What if you were in? in Glasgow and you did your weekly shop and you bought some Thai sweet chili McCoys and you left them in your car overnight and they were like, oh, I really fancy those crisps down the bin of the car and it's minus five. Shall I eat them? They're cold. Put, put them up your jumper for five minutes before you eat them. Hey, sit on them. Yeah. Then it would just be like mashed potato. How good is it when you get like a nice sandwich, not too cold, and then you just put some crisps <laughs> on it and you give it that squeeze, yeah. that initial squeeze or oh, a crisp sandwich. Oh, it's got to be, got to be an actual crisp though, because I'm obviously not going to get in arguments with people at work. But I saw someone putting a monster munch in a in a sandwich. But I was yeah. thinking that's just too high a crisp for the press. Well, I think, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, it's, and it, yeah. You just squash the bread around the crisp, whereas a, an actual crisp, a, a fried slice of potato thin, just breaks nicely and it doesn't yeah. doesn't disrupt. The skyline, I'm going to call it, of the of the sandwich. Uh, you, you don't, you... We, we've peaked in podcast content, yeah. I've got to say. It's fucking shit, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Anyway, what were we talking about? We should mention probably now that Johnny had a po- has 
had a podcast, his own tattoo podcast, probably considerably, definitely considerably better than this. <laughs> that is not true. And I, I've done like three episodes in a year, so I don't really think I've got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it though. Who did you have on him? Uh, Matt, Chris and Stephanie Melbourne. Also, yeah, she's great. They all I'm are not... great. But, um, Chris yeah. Binty. Yeah. <laughs> Browning. <Binty bum. laughs> Chris Browning, otherwise known as Bent. And I was like, what, get, uh, how'd you get that name? He was like, oh, just from school. I was like, all right, cool. I had it like marked down and highlighted. Like, this will be the question. I was like, oh, just from school. I was like, all right, cool. On to the next one. <laughs> on to the next question. When you had Matt on, I didn't realise that he'd gone on your podcast. This is before meeting you. And then we started the pod and I was like, oh, I'll ask Matt because like, I know he'd be chatty. And I asked him and he was like, yeah, cool. And then... And then, like, the next day I saw that he'd been on your podcast, so I messaged him and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you'd just done a podcast when I asked you. I'm sorry. And he said, oh, I thought that's why you asked me, like, just jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't be sorry. I, like, I immediately, like, yeah, yeah. I just, I've done it for something to do. And it, like, lockdown got tough, especially into the second lockdown when it was over the winter. I was like, I need something mm-hmm. to just... Put, like, I don't know, yeah. just get stuck into and I was like, oh, at least chatting to people that I know regarding tattooing, it's just, it's easy to, it's nice to do and like, yeah, it's sort of, it's related so felt yeah. like working away. It is nice to do. How does it, did you get nervous about recording your podcast? Did it feel different to come on ours? Um, yeah, I get, I, Matt, not so much. I mean, I, and I know all of well the three people, the only three people I actually did it with. And it was um no, I've always struggled with that. I, I always uh, keep diazepam on hand just for my own panic disorder because I genuinely like I struggle with anything that I feel like I can't get out of physically. So if I'm in a Zoom call, I mean if exactly I mean if it's if it's recorded live, it's more so, but genuinely I always get nervous with stuff and I'm just like, I don't know, even when it's people like that who I work with and stuff, I still feel weird doing stuff that's out the ordinary and stuff of what I'd normally do. Is that why you cancelled on us 10 times? Partly, I. Just adding <laughs> to that anxiety now. Oh, yeah, I was, I, I know, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I was trying to say to people, like, I guess unless, I mean, unless you've listened, but I tried, I think that we're probably not like normal interviewers. It, we try and make it like, oh, it's just naturally more like just chatting to your mates because Mick and I are mates. Obviously, we're friends. I'm a loose, loose colleagues. Sense of colleagues. colleagues. Part time, <laughs> occasional colleagues. How's that? Listen, we are related, but you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a good Scottish name like Mackenzie um, <laughs> instead of Tattoo. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just try, I try, what I'm trying to say is I try and stress that we're just massive dicks. Like we try and make it chill. If it wasn't, if it wasn't chilled, I don't think we'd do it. No, so, it'd be too stressful. I'm really glad that you got over the phobia of us and have managed to come on. Oh, it's just different. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It's like, like you just, you, I don't know, like it's an, ex, it's, it's, it's a, a really good thing and an exciting thing to do. And then it's like, oh shit. I've signed up for and I need to like with the whole imposter syndrome what we were talking earlier I was yeah. like first of all I was like why would somebody want to chat to me and then what the fuck were they going to ask me even though I know I've, I've listened to several episodes and I know the sort of 
level of question and how relaxed that is and stuff. So I was like, Le- level of level of question is, of interviewing. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what you mean. The bar is low. But also, if I find people who are desperate to talk about themselves are usually quite dull because they don't bring any context into it or bring any yeah. references into it from outside of their very narrow how great am I and it, it's not that interesting yeah and they're, and they're, usually, and they're usually pricks aren't they, why is Lucy trying to hold in a laugh <laughs> don't know she's she's had a couple when we were trying to do the intro at, at the worst <laughs> moments as well oh do you know when you you like you read the tattoo magazine now of anybody that still does I still do I love them but it's like and oh. you'll get like, interview questions and you're like it's the same fucking answer. It's the same yeah. answer. It's like I don't see those. I don't see the point in the questions because obviously, when someone types out and then an editor rewrites it, it's like it's only just going to be. There's no, I don't know, personal touch to it at all. So yeah. I don't know. There's no. Yeah, that's true. Should we get on to the what the only question that we prepared for? And I have told you already what it is. Oh no, this is the only one about it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't have any answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, you're just gonna have to you just gonna have to pull it out your ass. Then, which three tattooists would you want to be on a desert island with? If I'm, if you don't say me, then I'm, you know, we're over. We're not related anymore. You're not even Scottish. No one um, has ever said me, so you know. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> top of the list. <laughs> Just think about the funny, silly conversation, conversations we'd have to pass the time, you know. I know we'd be entertained, yeah. And I'd but be full Scottish as well. If you're on a deserted island, really, do you want anybody else with you? Really? Well, what if you get hungry? What if you find one fish and you need to divvy it up before people? <laughs> you know what I mean, when that could have done you for a lot longer if it was just you. I don't know. I, Someone honestly, else could find the fish for you, and then you don't. You can do fuck all, and you've still got a bit of a fish. Yeah. What if there's a really tall um coconut tree with one coconut at the top and it's the exact height of four people? And the only way to get there is to have three people like before four people stood on each other's shoulders. <laughs> and if you're there by yourself, you'd look at the the pine tree, the pineapple tree, the coconut tree. Just kicking it at the bottom, going, I wish I had bigger <laughs> legs. <laughs> get Wilson to help. <laughs> oh, I would I would want to be deserted with the tallest tattoos I've ever worked with, which to be fair, isn't many. Everybody I seem to work with it doesn't seem to, you know, pass the six foot mark. So the whole coconut uh, tree theory wouldn't really work. I That's honestly don't know. True. You're Everyone's... you're definitely you're on it, Lucy. You're on it. Thanks. Isn't that because I said you had to say that? Mick, Mick, you're also on it. There's, he's not a tattooist. Know, yes, I, he is. He's I've... he's in, he's in, you know. I'm in the hashtag industry. Exactly. <laughs> He's done one. I've done and one. He can bring all these kit and stuff, you know, we'd have everything set up and we'd have like the little <laughs> sh- <laughs> shelter of the podcast studio little, set up and stuff. A little red button that says on air so no, no, none of the wild boar come and interrupt us while we're... I feel like Mick, Mick would also be good at like, I feel like he's the sort of guy to be good at with Morse code and signalling to helicopters yeah. passing by and stuff. So we need someone like him. I wrote SOS on the on the beach, so if anyone flying over would see it, but Lucy rearranged them into a spunking cock and balls, so everyone flew over right. just went, absolute banter smith lives down there on that island, and we never get rescued. 
They're clearly so Lol. happy. Yeah. I would go to write SOS, but I just wrote Lol instead. <laughs> also, I feel a lot less special now he said he'd have Meg. Yeah, it's kind of I thought it'd be like, you know, Bob Tyrell. Talk about Lucy, Bomb Squad. Steve Butcher. <laughs> um, oh, did I did we speak about this in the last episode? I don't know. Grant bought Tat Life magazine. I was flipping through it, and my leg was in there. My Bob Tyrell, really? um, I got a tattoo of um, oh, Uncle Fester on my leg, and it's on there, in there. What is uh, oh, that? Bob, Bob Tyrell's work, his interview. Yeah, with he had like stuff a, he's done. That's a feature. That's oh, I know. I can't, I was but like, like, I, I still have um, old uh, like tattoo magazines from like. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily that old, but it's like 2006 and seven and stuff. Oh my, and it's yeah. so, I can't, it's so hard to explain the level of excitement you used to get when you would actually buy something like that and yeah. have to look at it. It's, it's that's yeah. one thing that there's a magic to that that I just, I just feel will always be there. It's like, I mean, yeah, I've never been featured in anything like that. So it's definitely like a pure dream. Like it's still, it's still there to be able to say, like, you're properly published and stuff. Lucy, I you, was, you sort of got published. featured, didn't you? <laughs> Sort, sort of. of yeah they did a, a little expose <laughs> they did an a feature expose. on me <laughs> lucy tattoo is a nub you um, won't believe they... what this tattooer from the <laughs> market said yeah uh, so they put my work in someone else's name <laughs> no way what yeah so really i've been featured twice because in the next um next episode the next magazine the next edition edition uh they had to do a retraction and an apology <laughs> to you yeah because i wonder like if that person like i don't know it could have been that the person like had a same name or something then like no it was they mixed me up with an apprentice so they put <laughs> they put my name and an apprentice's work and um an apprentice's name and my work and um, I was, and it was such a cock up. It was. Um, can I say it? I've never said it before. It was skin deep, who are no longer around. And that's why I can say, it, I guess. And so, so I was like, oh my god, so excited! It's like my first feature. It's just you know, like it's mega. I've been buying tattoo magazines forever. Like this, I've made it. And then I was like, what? <laughs> oh my god! I was gutted. <laughs> Um, so I like phoned the I phoned the editor or whatever and had like conversation with the editor and was like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm gonna do it personally I'm gonna um send you the proof over and you can tell me it's right and he sent it over and it was still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what no the fuck? Way. So the next um the next one edition is that the, even the right word? Yeah. The next mm-hmm. one, um. It was like a full page, like apology. It was like we fucked up. <laughs> it's safe of them to do it. that, though. Sorry, yeah, they fu- I know they fucked up gave... in the first place, but it's nice of yeah. them to do that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was really lol, but yeah, that's my only feature, so that's nice. So it's nice that my legs in a- <laughs> another one. <laughs> <laughs> You'd say this, this wonderful Gomez Adams tattoo by Bob Tyrell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, by Bob Tattoo. <laughs> Your dad? Yeah, that, oh, I wish Bob Tyrell was my dad. That'd be yeah. great. Fantastic um, beard on him now. Isn't it? Oh, I know. He looks like I sent him a message the other day because he'd been to a ZZ Top 
gig and I was like, you look like you should be in ZZ Top. Do, do you know the drummer from ZZ Top that doesn't have a beard is called Frank Beard? <laughs> really? That is true, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, oh. Bob Terrell always looks like he's having a fucking right laugh. He? he always is. And he's, he's like, fun on the piss. he's like, like seeing the sun come up with some whiskey. He's sat in his garden playing his guitar. It's like, oh, you're the bollocks you are. You know when you see he when is. you go to gigs and you look back at the people standing at the bar, even when the main acts on, and you think it's all the older sort of like men and women who have obviously been going to gigs for God knows how long. You just think that's what I want to sort of do when yeah. I'm that age. Too right. I think that's that's that sort of guy, you know, like still playing yeah. live music, still tattooing, still traveling, still being very just sort of chilled about stuff and still going to see heavy music and stuff. You're like, fuck, that's that's definitely where you want to be in it. That's our future. Right. Bob Tyrell is our future. Let's hope. <laughs> um, well, we've still got a little bit of time. I was gonna say to you, so like obviously we both you do all the same sort of tattooing and I do all the same sort of tattooing. But on our like our own tattoos that we've got on our bodies are completely different. Do mm-hmm. you do you have like split personality basically where your love of traditional or is it traditional? Yeah, you mostly traditional in your arms, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty like much. Yeah, secret life from your fine line stuff. Do you secretly hate the fine line? No, like I mean I, I love it. Um, I do have a, a few fine line pieces and stuff, but again, even those are fairly traditional. Or done by artists who, um, it's more yeah, it's it's not necessarily the fine line that you see today, but it's just because I mean I've only been doing fine line for like 2016 when I went to the family business. Before that, I was always strictly doing like sort of American traditional or trying to, and since being interested in tattooing, that was always what I was naturally drawn to. So I always think it should never be judged on I guess what the person's got to what they do because it's like. I just love tattooing. So I always said to myself, even at the beginning, I was like, I would never do fine line because I would never be good at it. And I just, I've never picked up a magazine or flipped through Instagram or whatever it was and stopped at those pieces. But I remember people back in the day just being like, oh, but wait, you just don't know what you'll fall into. You just don't. And then it wasn't when I was starting to go, you know what, I'm just going to forget about the sort of try uh, learn the style and just try and learn the craft of it more so and then it just sort of did what came through the door and that's I ended up tattooing there so yeah I definitely get people it's like oh, how come you don't have these sort of tattoos on you and it's like I do but I guess because of how small they are they're literally camouflaged into all these big bright and bold traditional mm-hmm. tattoos and cause literally I've only got a few sort of spaces on my thigh now so even since a few years ago I've not had much space to even start getting new stuff would you ever want to go back to doing more of a traditional style um it's a, it's a weird one it's a it's a difficult question because i love it and i still do it but only on sort of friends that know i can sort of do it or that i'm okay at like that like okay at um some of that style and stuff so i don't get the opportunity to do it um that much but that almost is the good thing about it is because when i get to do it I enjoy it so much. And again, what we were saying earlier about the sort of duration it may take to sort of do a sort of palm-sized piece of like a traditional um, bit of tattooing or fine line, just everything that comes with fine line suits me as a per- and me and my personality and the way I like to tattoo it as well as since doing it. I learned to, I just 
began loving it without even realizing it and then I totally forgot that I used to even do traditional and then I was just <laughs> like I'm just going to push I'm going to push this because I do enjoy doing it and I do love the look of it and I do sort of stand by my work and stuff and I just I, yeah I just I just like it in general and but yeah I do miss tattooing all sorts of different styles but I kind of like now that because I've found the thing I'm good at I can work from that and try and get better and try and do tweak little bits of I don't know see wherever I can go with it but yeah I, actually, I do miss it traditional. I can't imagine how you could get better because like I'm not blowing smoke up your ass like they are so good <laughs> literally like yeah it does blow my mind um, next time I'm just going to make you uncomfortable by watching you the whole time, time <laughs> I remember there was like yeah I was when I was at a family business I was doing like a tattoo and like just so many I guess big names walked through the door just from connections with Mo and that, that shop in general and stuff and it was my first time I've been exposed to people I looked up to but them passing me or just even walking by me but as I've been professionally tattooing because normally it'd be at conventions and you'd meet certain people or like you would be chatting to them about getting tattooed by all the rest of it and so it was the first time I was like shit like these people are actually watching me (sighs) when do you ever think when you've been following tattooing for so many years and looking up to it and all the rest of it and following certain artists that some like you would eventually maybe like but like cross cross paths yeah. with them and they would be watching you sort of thing not not admiring and then you don't fucking know but just even walking past your station you're like this is so weird yeah I always feel like that I feel like that bit when Matt stops like even though now I know it's just a massive dick but like I admired his work for so long and coming to a guest origin was such a big deal like oh my god I was terrified <laughs> and now I just bully him like <laughs> but it is life is nuts isn't it you know I just I'm a bit are you working Brighton convention um I don't know yet the guy said they wanted to but I worked the the 10th year anniversary one when I was at um the first professional shop worked at hard luck and um I loved it but it's just it's a lot of work like just even getting a stencil made I was like shit like you go there and then all of a sudden you want to like go for a walk or buy some merchandise and all the rest of it and you don't actually have fucking time so I was like I think what they want to do is just buy the booth and then just whoever wants to tattoo can just do one or two or whatever they want to do so if you're you've got spare time during the day you want to kill or whatever you could probably just do a couple of small ones and stuff so I, I don't know I'm just sort of playing it by ear but um yeah, I did the break one before and I really enjoyed it, but I just wish I had more time to meet more people and walk about and stuff because that's the, that's the best thing for conventions. That's, when I came to my first convention, it was London 2008, and um, that was the first reason why I um, came down to London, that and to see my now wife. But it was like, it, it's um, yeah, I, I, conventions are the best thing ever. They are. Yeah. And I, I feel now like I'm working it and... I'm going to do the same. Like, I'm definitely going to work less because last time I would just was like missing out yeah. on so much fun. But this time I'm a bit more aware of like, I know so many more people this time because of the podcast mainly. Yeah. And it's always full of like amazing artists and you know it's going to be fucking heaving of like awesome tattooists. And, like yeah. fuck, I'm surrounded by these people like that I've just watched like Instagram stalked for years. It's It's nuts. Life is nuts sometimes. Yeah, I know. It is really weird. It's like 
yeah, I don't know. With tattooing, the good thing about tattooing is, is like, I mean, majority of everybody in it, it comes from this sort of passion where you don't know how it sparks, but it's just, it's just this interest. It starts off with, and it tends to be from this, everybody's from that same background of being like a sort of outcast or being like a sort of Speaking into heavy muse. And well, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, like, <laughs> it's always like the same things, isn't it? It's this similar background of like yeah. sort of punk rock or heavy music. Or you've got sort of family members that have visible tattoos that interest you. You've been sort of generally creative people aren't like more sort of introverted types of people you get in school and stuff and people playing bands, all the rest of it. It all comes in that same sort of little place. And um, and then, yeah, like all of a sudden you're doing it for a job. And then all of a sudden, like we were saying about people you look up to and still do, but then you sort of brush shoulders with and then, yeah, and then you've been asked to do podcasts and stuff, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's lush. It is great. Um, are you going to reserve a space in your thigh for a tattoo trade or iron brew trade? Iron brew trade, yeah, not the shell one. Not the what? The shell one? The, the shell. Shell, oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Johnny was going to have a share tattoo. And then um, what happened? Somebody offered to pay me for one instead, so I took that one. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Johnny was, bless him, just stepping in because I'd had a cancellation. So you were just going to be a good person and let me do the tattoo I really wanted to do, but well, then somebody well, offered to says, pay me for another one. That says a lot, isn't it? I was willing to get a tattoo of a designer, oh, sure. but just so I could get a tattoo by you. I was oh. like, just do whatever. I was like, I've met Cher at Don Pancho's in Benidorm in 1996. Or what looked like share and what the person <laughs> said they said they were share. But um, I was like, I do know about two songs. I was like, fuck it, I'll get a, a share. <laughs> and then someone said, just get above it, I don't share. And then um, I was like, yeah, that makes a bit more sense. But um, yeah, I think an Iron Brew trade would be a lot more fitting considering where we're from. <laughs> I was just trying to mute myself choking at that, like meeting show in Benidorm and I pressed mute and then pressed mute again and then coughed. Like I turned mute off and coughed. So sorry about that, Mick. No um, yes, let's do an ivory trade. Do you want to do it in traditional or fine line? There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's actually book it in because then it will give me an opportunity to come down and we can just, I'll just come down to socialise if it's before I come and tattoo. So let's book it in when we finish Not recording. And same with you, Mick. I think you're due an iron brew tattoo. I'll take an iron brew, yeah. I've had <laughs> I've had one once in uh, Benidorm in 1996. Or seven, <laughs> yeah. So only it's a. Was that when you met Billy Connolly? That was when I met um, a bloke who looked like Cher. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad so said bad. it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this has been awesome! Like I knew it would. I've been so looking forward to having you on because I knew yeah, it would be lots no, no worries. Um, thanks for having me and stuff. Oh, it's so yeah, cool. Like, it. oh, thanks. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank <laughs> it's been awesome. Thank you, and no thanks problem. for telling us some of your secrets and um, <laughs> no secrets. Five percent right. tattoo talk criteria as well. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, I think we covered about one percent of tattoo and ninety nine percent Scottish jokes. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are probably being like. What's the tattoo question than this? Ah, oh, fuck yeah. it, don't you know? It's all the same answers, isn't it? Like, let's be honest with you. Yeah. Who's your influences? Who? All that stuff. Who cares? <laughs>
I know. I haven't even asked you how you got into oh, anything. I don't that's some that's of our normal it. ones, but I'm it's more interested in stuff in it. That's it. Yeah, got in, did a tattoo apprenticeship, learned how to tattoo, tattoo some friends, and that's it. <laughs> exactly. Where did you do it? Doesn't matter. But he'll know. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Maybe we'll stop asking people. Maybe it'll be like the Scotland podcast. That would be ideal for you, wouldn't it? You'd love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, when are we going to convince our other halves to move to Scotland and we'll open up a, a tattoo studio in in Dundee? Oh, on a Dundee? <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. Fuck, you know. It's really, it's gone up in the world, you know. No, no, I'm sure it has, but no, I mean, I think as well, considering like Glasgow is, for a, it's weird actually, Glasgow's one of those places I find that regardless of trends and stuff, they are just constantly getting tattooed. It's such a big city for tattooing in general, and it's like, it's quite unheard of for that, but it's like, I mean, it's a quite a creative city, but tons of people just get tattooed, and I'm always like, oh, it'd be great to, I don't know, yeah. Work there because I've, I've never actually worked in Glasgow ever. Like when I, I didn't tattoo until I moved to London, so it's um, oh. yeah, I've never tattooed. And I've Have you done not done any guest spots? Yeah, yeah I've done it. Yeah, I've done, I've only done like one guest spot because every time I go up north, it's I spend time with family and stuff, and yeah, I'm fairly busy and stuff here now. That when I do have time off, I'm like, I don't really think about tattooing. So when people, oh, tattoo moon, you're up, I'm like, nope, not a chance. Can yeah. think of anything that I don't want to do more. I always get that. My friend's like, her daughter turns 18 in April, so she's like, So you're coming up yet yeah, to tattoo her on her birthday? I fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you bring her to me? Yeah, <laughs> literally. But everyone's like, Oh, you can tattoo me when you're up. Like, oh, I'm I mean, um, I tattooed my mum uh, when I first started tattooing, and the moment I did one dot in her arm, she was like, Is that fucking done yet? I was like, <laughs> Because I want to go for a cigarette. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? I was like, I've literally not even done one letter yet. I was like, nah, tattooing family's not the one. <laughs> yeah, I've never tattooed any family. But I don't think it's likely to happen. Mostly dead. <laughs> hey, if you tattoo me, that's the same thing, isn't it? That's true. Oh, I finally get to tattoo a family member. I look forward <laughs> to it. I might do a little... A little Lucy tattoo underneath it. Lucy tattoo Mackenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Should we wear kilts? When we do. I'm still wearing mine now. I don't think we'll, we'll do the gay Gordons to celebrate. Oh my god. Strip the willow. And <laughs> <laughs> now I'm right. actually serious. Okay, let's go. On that. We descended now. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny. That was loads of fun. Nice one. <laughs> no, I've, um, and all, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sincerely, it's been, no, thanks so much for having me and asking me and stuff. Sorry I took so bloody long and trying to, I'm so flaky like, when it comes to stuff that I want to do, but I'm too scared to say yes to it. And I'm like, oh. But to be Aww. fair, though, like, in terms of whatever I did actually say got in the way, it was actually genuine as well. But in my head, I was like, oh, God, what, do, oh, what am I going to say? I'm going to, like, me <laughs> message you with 20 edits and, like, please don't put that up and all the rest of it, but fuck it. 
<laughs> I think we were a bit flaky as well. It just it just was it was just meant to happen today, wasn't it? And not before. So it's all good. It's been awesome. And we've had more lols because of it. We can joke about your flakiness. <laughs> Literally just people listen to us. If there was ever a review comment page, it would probably just say, I mean, you've spoken thanks for the Scottish jokes and the chicken curries and Billy Conley VHSs, but uh, <laughs> I, I, le- I learned a lot. <laughs> Bishop Machine. Black Claw Liner and Don't Put Chicken Curries and Billy Conley DVDs or videos. Those are the takeaways from this. Yeah, and that's that what... is how you do fine line tattoos. Hey, on that note, thank you so much. <laughs> nice See time. you later, then, Johnny. Thank, thank you. you, guys. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. bye. bye.